Welcome to the Midnight Memo. I'm Kristen. And I'm Claire. For those who joined us on our live, thank you so much. It was super fun. And we are sitting in Kristen's closet. If you joined the live, you will know that we changed up our location today. Usually we, when we film in person, film? Record. 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 In person, we record in my office, but... I think it's been giving us a little bit of issues with it being a little echoey, we've noticed in some of our recordings. Maybe you haven't noticed it. If you haven't noticed it, pretend I didn't say that. And <laughs> so we wanted to try something a little different today and record, yeah, in my closet because <laughs> we thought maybe it would be a little less echoey. Yeah, hopefully it's less echoey. Hopefully it's less echoey. Yeah, we want to change the scenery, so we chose the floor. <laughs> the floor of my closet. <laughs> yes, you know. But it is a little, it's a little toasty in here. We're gonna and bake in some body heat. Yeah, gonna, gonna sweat on each other a little bit. But Yum. Yeah, you know, since we, we're already so close that I feel like this level of intimacy shouldn't <laughs> deter us. No bounds. <laughs> I yeah. had a... I was going to say something, and then I was like, nope, don't say that. That'll make it weird and gross. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you have to say it, because now I'm curious. (laughs) When you were saying, we're going to get close and sweat on each other, I was like, yeah, exchange bodily fluids. And then I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry, everyone. If you joined the live, you also know I'm a little off today. I have had caffeine this afternoon, and it's a (laughs) showin'. I would also like to say that we started our live at 10 p.m., on the dot. Yeah, on the dot. We were timely and we were... Punctual ladies, really. Yes. Everyone was like, oh, is this even the real Midnight Memo? You guys are recording at 10. No, no, no. I can confidently say that it is 11.54 right now and we are just starting. <laughs> like, why did it take us so long? I do not know. Like we said in the live, we we start with the grand plan of being timely do our setup we're like oh we'll start quote quote early so we can get sleep and it still takes us like an hour and a half to set up and choose a topic get our shiz together just random talking catching up with life Mm -hmm. while we set up and try to figure out what we're doing what we're going to talk about this week yeah we were just sitting here and this is actually the first time i've seen Kristen in like two weeks yeah she gave me a hug guys I know. I was so happy. That made me so happy. Claire gave me a hug. Out of character. The, yeah, she reached for the hug. Because usually you're not a huggy person. That's true. But I've noticed you've been giving me more hugs since I told you I love hugs. Oh, I know your love language I now. know. <laughs> I think we were talking, because we were talking about whether or not to hug people. One time I was, we were randomly talking, and I was like, is it better to give a hug to a person that maybe doesn't necessarily like hugs if hugs is my way of expressing oh greeting people that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. when you greet someone and my first reaction is always to hug someone like that's how i i don't i don't do the handshake thing i don't do the high five or i don't know what people do (laughs) because my natural reaction is just to hug them do yeah the bro oh bro thing yeah but i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna dap no dude up like (laughs) We're not, I'm not bros with people like that, but honestly, the guys they go above and beyond because they do a handshake and a hug. This is true, this is true. But then sometimes you have those guys too that when you hug them, like they'll have that bro hug and then you hug them being a girl, and sometimes they'll be a little awkward. And I think it's, I want to think it's out of respect for you, me being a female, like they don't want to make me feel awkward, but then it's more awkward because they'll do the half hug thing, you know. 
mm-hmm. like the hug with their hip. Yeah, the side I, hug. Yeah, and I'm like, I just saw you dab a man up, like chest to chest, and now you go hug me with your hip. <laughs> it's a little weird. Honestly, guys, the way that they interact with each other is just so weird. Because from my point of view, girls will either you know hug each other. Well, that's really it yeah. yeah we'll hug each other but guys they'll do the bro hug which is like a handshake hug thing they'll slap each other on the butt they'll yeah. like and then they like turn to us and be like oh you guys are so close to your friends yeah. <laughs> you literally just hit this man's ass like i don't understand what you mean and that's like the sports high five yeah let me slap your ass a little bit yeah the level of intimacy is higher than they'd like to admit and that exactly and then yet some will not share a bed like i've talked to you about my issues this week yeah or some will slap each other across the face like will smith and chris chris rock dude that's uh, it's so wild to me i just and the more i see stuff online i i mean the, the internet is talking about it and trying to like quote quote pick a side right like oh was Will Smith in the right for quote quote right with slapping Chris Rock for disrespecting Jada was he wrong because it was still out of character like out of line blah 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 back and forth dialogue and the more things that come out I keep flip flopping yeah personally I'm like yeah defend his woman but then you also have if you watch the video like a second before you see Jada's annoyed face, which was what I was primarily focusing on when I mm-hmm. first watched it. I was like, ooh, she she pissed. And people were talking about, oh, is it a, it's a skit, blah, blah, blah. No, you see Jada's fa- This is not a skit. Like, if she was a skit, she would have been in the know. But then people are like, oh, she's an actor. I don't know. I don't believe it's a skit. Because now the LAPD's involved and everything. Yeah. I, yeah, now that I know that the police are involved, I don't think it's a skit anymore. I was kind of like, okay, you're at the Oscars. yeah. All of them are actors. They can pull off anything. They can make anything convincing. So if they wanted to get more publicity for something in the future, this was the way to do it. Because 100%. it's being like nationally um, broadcast or whatever. And I don't know. I think I thought I was like, well, it was a slap rather than a punch. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it was meant to be like less harmful to kind of go along with the the skit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's so hard to say. I feel like I'm more on Chris Rock's side. If if this was not a skit. Right. I would be on his side because, yes, I totally agree. Defend your woman. Stand up for her if she's, you know being made fun of for something that she cannot control yeah however you are at an award show they make fun of people all the time yeah and you kind of it's it's not out of the ordinary like every single year they'll pick specific people out you know and be like make fun of them get a laugh i think that's what you're kind of signing on for and you kind of have to be prepared for that and you know just roll with the punches totally which I think was what Chris Rock was just kind of doing. You know, he was just kind of poking fun at something. And so to take physical steps, not a fan of that. I was like, you could definitely defend her and like yell, whatever. Yeah. But to physically like go up and like hit him, I don't know. Yeah. I saw this. Someone made a, I don't know, analysis TikTok that I saw the other day. I wish I remembered the TikToker right now. I do not remember them off the top of my head, so I cannot give credit right now. If I find you again, I'll mention it in the description. But they were talking about 
like Chris Rock and Will Smith have been actors, comedians, like running in the same circle in Hollywood for 20 plus years. You'd think they're, if not really good friends, at least very cordial, like you're running in the same circles. And if they are professionals, like we believe them to be, why couldn't that be an off the stage conversation? You know, mm-hmm. if you really like, like you said, he's a comedian, he's going to poke fun. Like you sign up for that when you're a public figure and you're going to the Oscars. Okay. And if for some reason you, it was really out of line and you really didn't like that, I still tiptoe whether or not I think that's out of line because like alopecia is a something she can't control. Like that wasn't, I don't know, open to interpretation on that. But assuming that they are in the same circles for 20 plus years, you would think they at least have the respect where you can wait till the joke's over, especially Chris Rock was kind of quote, quote, wrapping it up. He was like, yeah, that was a good joke. And then I, it kind of seemed like he was going to pivot or whatever. Thinking that he could move on, why wouldn't you just wait till the end, you know, end of the bit, take it off to the side and be like, bro, that wasn't cool. Like really didn't like that, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe Chris Rock would have went on next time he announces and be like, sorry about that, Jada, whatever. Like if that came to be, but at least I think, I definitely think they could have worked it out like you said, in a conversation before <laughs> resorting to assault. Like, yeah, I think it was, and it sucks because I think that big event took away a lot of attention from the people who were getting awarded uh, different Oscars for different things. Also, side note, I think Amy Schumer, her comedy genius, I think lifted the energy again after that incident happened. Like she, I feel like she stole the show for me, to be quite honest. She was hilarious the whole time. But I, yeah, I guess I'm just like emphasizing the fact that when you um, have hosts for these award shows, they poke fun at everything because that's what's interesting to the viewers. Like there was a piece about like, oh, they hired three women hosts because it's yeah. still cheaper than one male host. And like... Um, they pick out like is it Tim Timothy Timothy like they, <laughs> they make fun of actors names and things that they go through and you know you laugh it off and every single year some it's someone new so it's like you kind of have to prepare for that yeah another argument I saw was talking about poking fun at least once it's a new person every year and this was back when I was like mm, maybe Will Smith was justified someone pointed out that Chris Rock poked fun at Jada in the 2016 I think Oscars mm. and he like made a reference to her then so they were like oh this was building up so mm. I don't know the validity of that but yeah. just info yeah maybe maybe he was like oh you're still making fun of my wife yeah. kind of situation That's that, I think that was the point of this person arguing that online yeah I don't know. It was kind of crazy, but all of the people who won that night definitely deserved it. And I think that the the recovery. There were so many iconic people that got awarded too. Like, was it the first deaf support? I don't quite remember because literally all I can think about is yeah, the slap. Yeah, like you said, it detracted a lot from yeah the winners and yeah. other things. Also. I guess, like, Will Smith also got an Oscar that night, mm-hmm. and not saying that he did not deserve it at all, but the the way he, like, tried to recover his actions during his speech. That was weird. It was weird, and it wasn't, like, I don't know, I don't think that was appropriate, trying to play it off, like, oh, you know, I was the protector of these two girls in the film. 
I was being the protector of Jada right now, like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I didn't think that was necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Would it have been worse if he didn't acknowledge it? Like, do you wish he just accepted the award and... I think he should have owned up to it. Mm, like, okay. he could say, thank you so much, the Academy, whatever, just wanted to touch on this my actions were either whatever he felt about his actions you know like they were justified they were not justified mm-hmm. i did not handle that properly and i apologize whatever instead of being like it was my character you know it was from the film and like but what if that is like that could be his way of justifying it and not that that's right but assuming that that's how he feels is justifying it of like that was out of character like you said that was out of character or that's this is how I felt, whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, not the most professional way to do it, maybe, but yeah, that's probably his version of it. Maybe, maybe. Do you think his career, like, do you think he'll get many opportunities after this? Mm. Because I know whether it's good or bad publicity, it's still publicity. Yeah, your name's being, exactly. Yeah, your name's thrown out there now. He's a topic of conversation. But from, like, a career standpoint, not like he needs any more money or needs any more acting jobs. Totally. I don't know that he'll get as many opportunities now. But I also don't know if it'll limit him that much, truthfully. Yeah. Especially coming off this Oscar win, I think that might outweigh the alternative. And I think the only way it could be an argument for him not to be hired in certain movies would be if they have a specific image to protect. But I think if that was the case, like whatever movie needs a specific image where they won't hire Will Smith, I don't think those are the roles he's going for anyways. Mm. So I don't believe that he'll really be limited or have many repercussions. If anything, the internet might just cancel him for a while. And is anyone really canceled? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's been only a few days, but we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> a lot of debate. Yeah, very weird. And the internet was so quick to come up with memes on that. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. People are hilarious. Literally, like, I feel like minutes where you already had some golden nuggets of memes and now it's just spiraling of so many funny things. Yeah. I wish I was that quick on my my humor. They were so quick. I was like, how do you guys... Some of the memes I was seeing, I was like, it, I, it felt too soon to laugh at it. But the meme was so freaking funny. So I was like, y'all too quick. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are chef's kiss for sure. Wild. Yeah. But it is now past midnight. Burr, 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 burr. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for tuning in to the Midnight Memo. <laughs> if we didn't say it before, this is the Midnight Memo. It is a podcast where we talk about all the thoughts that keep us up at night. And we wanted you to come join in on our virtual slumber party we're having here. Yeah, we're all cuddled up on the floor of my closet. On a, I'm on a bunch of pillows. Claire's... I have a single pillow. Claire has a single pillow oh. and a blanket. So basically, the virtual slumber... The, yeah, virtual slumber party we've always wanted. Yeah. V-cute. This, this does give me the old sleepover vibes with the blanket and everything, so... Were you one of the first people to fall asleep at a sleepover, or were you the last? I was never the first, You were but second. I was never the last. I was gonna say, you were definitely on the first, second category. Yeah. You know, if you had to split either the first or the last, you were first. Yeah. I've actually never pulled an all-nighter. Oh, that's right, you weirdo. Yeah. I just... I don't have it in me. Remember when I pulled three all-nighters in a row and then I missed my flight? That was fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm glad you reminded me. It was right before winter break. I pulled three all-nighters in a row, and then I had a really early flight. I think it was at like 7 a.m., and I also forgot to pack, so I was packing. I think I finished packing at like 4.30, and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave for the airport at 5. So I can fit in a half an hour nap right now. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I woke up at like, if the flight was at 7, I woke up at like 6.20. So like 10 minutes before boarding was supposed to happen. And it, yeah, it was, it was bad. All right. <laughs> so don't stay up three nights in a row. That's my life advice for tonight. Good night. I physically don't think I could. Like, even if I tried, I don't think I could do it. I think you'd be like, oh my god, like Tom and Jerry when he puts tape on his eyeballs to hold them open because yeah. he can't sleep. You would be that. That's the only way you could tough it <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do it. Even if I put my mind to it, which is kind of sad to think about. Why does that feel like a song? Is it a song? I want to, like, finish a song lyric here, but I... Mm, brain fart. I don't, I don't know. Probably is, but I don't know. This is going to bug me now. <laughs> What song was needed to be inserted here? Yeah, insert song here. <laughs> yeah, but this, the last couple of weeks, while we've been apart for so long. Yes. I feel like as summer approaches. Wow, what a thought. I know, crazy. Oh my god, wait. When will we drop this? We'll drop this in April so I can say this fun fact. Well, it's not fun. The one I just told you. Oh, okay. When this episode drops, I can't do the math right now because it is 12-12, so please don't ask me. But it'll be April, which means we are now more than 25% of the way through 2022. Ooh. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> it yeah. will keep me up tonight. <laughs> Truly crazy how fast things happen. It's just speeding by, my guy. Crazy. Yeah. And yeah, this week or this past couple of weeks, I feel like I have been kept up by like more serious thoughts. And I know we try to keep it light on this podcast, which I really appreciate. 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 <laughs> but this week, I, I think, again, since things have been speeding up or more and more events are happening, more and more responsibilities. As, yeah. Don't like that. <laughs> disgusting i feel like it's just been so busy and i sometimes it seems like i spread myself a little bit too thin Mm -hmm. can relate to that yeah and this past couple of nights i've been up really late just doing overtime with work and everything because we have a couple deadlines to meet and I do have a couple of, like, I have a smaller job outside of my nine to five and a couple other groups that I'm a part of. Yeah. And I think that as everyone's like booking times to travel, go to events, things like that, I'm feeling like I'm spreading myself really thin. Yeah, you're, you've been doing a lot, dude. And I feel like you really kicked it into gear. Yeah, this year. Yeah. We started this podcast at the beginning of the year. You started your second job a little bit right after that. Mm -hmm. You started your other activities a little bit after that, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, you go. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud of you, but I worry a little. Like, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> to be honest, I worry, too. <laughs> and I've, I like staying busy. I do. And I think it was definitely motivated by being in a pandemic for the last few years not having anything to do other than work and so now that things are starting to open again I'm like okay I want to be active I want to get back into a community and 
ever since moving up to Seattle, I haven't had that opportunity because I moved during COVID. Right. Okay. So now that I things are kind of going back to normal, I'm like, okay, like now is my opportunity to kind of get back into some more activities that I like to do. And I think I, I jumped the gun a little bit <laughs> where I was like, all of these opportunities sound great. I want to take advantage of them now. Yeah. And like any activity you do, you kind of slowly ramp up. And so I think while I was slowly ramping up with these like four different things, I was like, I, this is manageable. Yeah. You know? Not in full force yet. So you were like, I can do this. Like, yeah. this is this is fair. This is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. But then, yeah, to this past week, I think Monday, Tuesday, is today Wednesday? Yes. Well, now it's Thursday. Today. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll count today as well, or yesterday, Wednesday. I think I stayed up until like 2 a.m. just working and stuff. No, no, no. And so I was like, my main question that kept me up was, when is In addition too much? to work. Yeah. Like, when is too much too much? When are you spreading yourself too thin? And how do you balance that? You know? Yeah. Especially when it's not just your own motivation mm-hmm. yeah that's driving it like for example we have this podcast and it's both of us mm-hmm. you know for my other job there's i want to say like six other people who work there too and we have to make sure that our shifts line up right for the dance group you know like they have a schedule too they're wanting to start practicing for a competition season and what are those rehearsals looking like what is that commitment so it's all very strange and now with work as well because of the mandates we're starting to travel again for work so yeah now building that into the schedule yeah everything's like a little overwhelming you know claire's a traveling consultant for work just yes as a little backstory yeah disclaimer she has to travel she travels monday usually monday through thursdays Mm -hmm. during the week when she works in non-pandemic times actually next week she's working monday through friday you're you're traveling Monday through Friday, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because I finally feel like I'm in a in a routine here, you know, like I so now going back to what our supposedly normal schedule was, it's like, oh shoot, now I have to get Readjust. used to a different schedule. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to know your thoughts, I guess, on, like, when do you think too much is too much? Like, when oh, do you gosh. know that you're at your limit? Mm-hmm. Still finessing that skill, honestly. I'm kind of like you, where I consistently will have had a history <laughs> of doing too much and consistently piling on stuff on my plate, responsibilities, activities, especially like you said, coming out of the pandemic and it's like, oh, this sounds great. This sounds great. I feel like I've always had that personality of, oh, that's cool. I want to do that and not maybe necessarily looking forward to, okay, what does that require of me? And just more thinking of that's, that's something I want to do and not the feasibility of how does that look in my life currently with where I'm at and negotiating how I can balance that into my life. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely had that issue before. Not so much now. Right now, I'm still very much in pandemic mode. If anything, it's just a struggle of balancing. I think the closest I've come recently is when the mandates first started lifting and I wanted to see friends who I haven't seen in, yeah, like a year and a half, two years almost, and trying to 
coordinate time with them around working and that sort of thing. Like there was months at a time that my partner and I were occupied seeing people, just mm-hmm. going around to friend, seeing friends that we haven't seen in a while, meeting up with my family to just check in on them, yada, yada, yada. And after like a month of doing that, I was burnt out. I was like, I literally don't want to see anyone. And I'm an extrovert. Like I love, pe- yeah, you know, it's bad when I was like, no one talked to me. I I did not want to engage with people. I was like literally next weekend. And I think we even had plans with someone and I was like, cancel it. I, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I really have a strategy at mitigating it right now. <laughs> yeah. Other than I fall into the same cycle. I think maybe with the pandemic, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I've kind of slowed down in general. And I think that's a general sentiment of everyone just being in the pandemic. Like, I definitely feel like I'm quote, quote, lazier than before in the sense of I don't do as much. But I try to remind myself and give myself the grace that we're in survival mode. Like, even though I'm not physically doing much, like the emotional and mental turmoil of just existing in a pandemic and just going about your day has been so rough. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so tired a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's, I think... When it comes to what's too much, it's more of the issue of how can I alleviate it? I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. (laughs) So would you say like for yourself, you know too much is too much when you're just, when you turn into an introvert? I think so. I think it's maybe a panic, like a, yeah, a panic of like, I'm overwhelmed with things and then I shut down and I'm like, no more. Mm. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do anything. (laughs) Don't want to engage. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, I have, when it's been, like, for school, when I would pile on too much on my plate and get very stressed with things, I would, like, cry. I'd get, like, so mad I'd cry about it. Oh, damn. It was, like, that sort of a thing. hmm But that was also high school. Like, we're very emotional. But it was also very valid. Like, shit was very stressful. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. In high school, so much pressure mm-hmm. on taking on a bunch of different extracurriculars, honors, clubs. Yeah. Yeah, you're spreading yourself pretty thin back then, too, just to be able to kind of show yourself off to different colleges. Yeah, and we, I think we wrote it off, or at least I did, because I was quote, quote, young, and I could do it. Like, pulling an all-nighter, I could do it. So Mm. I'm going to do it because I need to do XYZ responsibilities. I need to do this for this club i need to help out these people with that i think another reason why i take on too much is because i'm a people pleaser for sure (laughs) i know that about myself i am okay so like when it came to meeting people after the pandemic sort of a thing yeah i want to see you if someone asked me like oh let's hang out of course i want to see you i want to hang out with you not and i would agree to it and say yes to it not thinking like okay what does that mean for me like i had a very stressful week this week I truthfully don't want to do anything like mm-hmm. but I've already agreed to go out with this person okay I have to do it now right and that's not fair to the other person either because that if I'm going in with that mindset it's not as enjoyable having this catch up with them right yeah I was having a conversation similar to the one we're having right now with a co-worker okay this week and it was really nice we got to like do a little one-on-one and walk around Green Lake oh cute yeah And we were kind of talking about our work boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times work can be very stressful. And now with 
how we've all kind of worked from home the last couple of years, that boundary between home and work has oh, it was been shattered. Yeah, shattered. there's no boundary, especially like say if you have a desk in your room, mm-hmm. like there's no divide between this is my house and this is my work. Yeah. So I think a lot of those work boundaries were like, hey, can you work an extra couple of hours this week? Hey, like, can you do this? And then especially if like your computer's open and you hear that little ding. You know, you're like, well, I'm here. Let me just check it. Yeah. You know, like... I had a friend, we were on vacation this past week, and (laughs) he said something, something happened in the room. It was some type of noise, but it triggered something into his dream where he thought it was a slack ping. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what the noise was. He, he doesn't quite remember, but he was like, I thought I heard a slack ping in my dream and it just kept going and it, I woke up annoyed, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. It's so crazy. And like, I get, it's so easy for you to slowly start just, you know, oh, it's a it's a quick thing. I'll just do that. Really yeah. Quickly. Five minutes, five minutes turns into half hour, turns into hours. Oh, since I'm here, let me check this other thing that yeah. th- this is running. Oh, let me check. Yeah. And let me check suddenly, that email. Yeah. You're working 12 hour days and then it becomes the normal Mm -hmm. and so now i think without those strong work boundaries you've been working 12 hour days that's what your team now knows yeah and so if you say hey i'm gonna go back to those eight hour work days all of a sudden they're like wait but it seems like you're being lazy now yeah it's like no 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 not being lazy this is what i was i was just being irresponsible before actually like giving you that much of my time when i signed up for or you only pay me for eight hours of my day Exactly. And then you, yeah, so I feel like that is another place that it can kind of start where you start spreading yourself a little thin. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have a really stressful job, you yeah. know, like that can just wear on you so quickly. I definitely did that in the beginning of the pandemic. I was so guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I was starting my second rotation for my um, mm-hmm. my temporary job that I had at the time. And this second rotation was basically the make or break decision for whether or not I was going to be able to keep my job after that. Um, so in addition to just pandemic and breaking those work boundaries that you're just talking about, I was so guilty of that because I told myself, if if they ask for this, I need to give it to them because what if they don't hire me? And I needed that job security, especially being in the pandemic. Like, I was not going to be able to stay in Seattle and keep my life if I didn't get my job Mm -hmm. so I was very I wasn't okay with it but I just blatantly broke all of my work life boundaries consistently for months Mm -hmm. at a time and it got to the point where even my partner was like you you need help like you need to stop because this is not okay for you to be working on the weekends for you to be working into ungodly hours you are your work hours are nine to five you work nine to five if you need a little bit more time maybe but you shouldn't be working till like midnight or mm-hmm. 2 a.m. like you were. Yeah. And it's, again, it can, it can differ between jobs. For but, sure. You know, having that work-life balance is so important. And especially for me, my mental health <laughs> is so easily broken down. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish it was not that way. And for me now... It's been a while since I've spread myself very thin, mm-hmm. honestly. And I've always been really good about setting boundaries with work, with school, with 
after school activities. You definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in high school, you know, when everyone was taking six AP classes, I was like, two is okay. Yeah. (laughs) Two is very doable. Yeah. And look, we ended up in the same spot. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Flex on them. Yeah. Yeah, After after school school activities, activities, some some kids kids would would do musical instruments, sports, uh, ASB, NHS, like all these different things. And I was like, dance. You know, like I was, I was good about making sure that I wasn't too stressed out. Just good on you, dude. I could not. Do Do you think that it's? Well, you did say that you think it's because of the people pleasing. Oh, for sure, it was people pleasing. It was definitely a strong people pleasing, and just a lot of holding myself to ridiculously high standards. And I think that might be partly to comparison and like now that I think about it and talking about imposter syndrome in the workplace like I've never really heard about it until I started my job and they when I first converted they had a very strong emphasis of let's talk about imposter syndromes let's open this conversation let's make you aware that you're 99.9% probably going to run into this issue at some point in your Mm -hmm. career, especially in the beginning. And now that I think about it, I think that might have also been part of the issue. Like I was comparing myself to my peers and I hung around with a lot of people kind of like how you're talking about that would be taking those extra AP classes that would be doing multiple sports that would be doing another activity or club on top of all of that. And so I would think, okay, I have to do that. Like I know it's possible because this person's doing it so i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it quote quote better you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it for myself and actually my dad called me out on it after after high school though so (laughs) did not help me out (laughs) father but he was so oh who is it my i think it was my cousin when i was a little kid i found out that she got valedictorian and I was like, what's that? I, I was like in elementary school, I think. And my dad explains to me, oh, it's when you get a 4.0, you get all A's, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so he he told me this story, yeah, I think in senior year or maybe after I graduated and I was like super stressed about college stuff. But he, he reminded me, like, I never put that expectation on you. I never said you had to do that. I never expected you to be a valedictorian and like to strive for these high aspiration yeah Yeah. these grades i wanted you to do your your best of course and he tells me all the time but i set that standard for myself and then that caused a lot of self-inflicted stress Mm -hmm. throughout high school of like oh what happens if i get a b oh no like da 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 da. and i sometimes yeah spread myself too thin like break my back over it because i was like i cannot get anything less than this i know i'm capable of it so i can't get anything less but now looking back at what cost like how much sleep have i lost over that when maybe a b would have been fine like those extra two hours of three hours a good eight hours of sleep would have been much better for me in the long run Mm -hmm. i didn't need to know those extra two formulas to make it to get the (laughs) a or whatever it was yeah i say that now at the time probably could not like if i told high school me this 99.9 percent, she would not listen we could not change her mind but that's her issue (laughs) yeah so I think, yeah, that was definitely, it was people-pleasing, self-inflicted imposter, or imposter syndrome, self-inflicted standards. Yeah. Comparison, I think, I totally agree. It's, I think, the number one thing for me that caused me the most stress. Yeah. Like, even though I wasn't super hard on myself, say, making sure that I was a part of uh, every single club, having multiple extracurriculars, taking all the APs in that sense it's always 
you know, that time when you have a test and then everyone's discussing their grades after class, you know, like, oh, what did you get? Oh, what did you get? And all of a sudden your 89 isn't looking too hot. Yeah. And you're like, you get in your head like, oh, I got a bad grade. 89 is not a bad grade. You know, you got to scope out. Yeah. Got to think about it in the bigger picture. Yeah. And something I learned in college, which I wish I had learned earlier, was like, does it will it matter in two weeks? Will it matter two months? Will it matter in two years? Mm-hmm. And if it's like, no, then it's like, then you don't need to keep stressing about it. Yeah. You know, you can obviously validate your feelings now. Like if you're disappointed, you're disappointed. But you have to like eventually let it go because otherwise it'll that like weight will stay with you when you go into the next test, say, and then you'll stretch your spread yourself even thinner trying to study for that next test, trying to get a better grade then. Like you said, if you you think spreading yourself thin, you think, oh, I studied for 12 hours to get this 89. Okay, I need to study for at least 14 to get 100 on the next test because yeah. I want that 100, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, there's, where's the line between, okay, raising your standards, elevating yourself to grow? Like, okay, you want 100 now. Great. Awesome. Versus spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. And it's a tough line to cross. You know, or a tough line to kind of see where it is. It's a gray area sometimes, but to, when too much is too much for me, I can just tell when I wake up one day and I'm just like sad mm. and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> something is off. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, like, you know, dealing with all mental health and whatever, it's, it's a huge indicator for me. And I've learned this over the years with handling it, but it's like if I wake up one day and I'm like, I am sad and it's not for any particular reason, it's like I'm taking on too much. And like that's my own indicator of, okay, I need to reevaluate and I need to prioritize. You know? So how do you, how, what does the prioritization process look like or filtering? What's your evaluation? For me, my number one criteria is happiness and i've had to work on that honestly for the last and i'm still working on it it's an ongoing process like again comparison is so easy to fall back into that trap of comparing yourself to other people say um for me for like work you know working eight hours a day i have some team members who are working a lot more than me and so then i get afraid like oh shoot my team probably thinks i'm lazy you know like oof yeah like my coworker here he's working 10 to 12 hours a day sometimes on the weekends and I'm not you know and then I think well are they going to be disappointed that I didn't get as much work done as him mm-hmm. but of course you're not going to get the same amount of work done if you're not working the same amount of time yeah and luckily my company is amazing on supporting your work work life balance Mm -hmm. like they will literally force you to take pto if you haven't in a while like you need time we don't want you to burn out so i'm very grateful for that but even then sometimes you know it it can be hard so i've i had the best advice from my mom (laughs) um because she always gives me the best advice and even going into the workforce straight out of college you know you're wanting to you have that kind of extra energy extra um need for validation i guess 
when you're going out into the world and so you're like I'm obviously going to try to put my best foot forward I'm going to take those extra hours I'm going to work overtime and she was like hold up (laughs) yeah pump the brakes all right um if you start out that way you have to keep it you have to keep it Frick. and then once you want the one day like yeah. the one day you say no i can't do that they're gonna be disappointed yeah you know but if you go in the opposite way having strict boundaries i'm only working eight hours a day mm-hmm. then every once in a while you're like yeah i can maybe work 10 hours a day then they'll be really grateful for it which is kind of messed up right oh it's 100 percent messed up yeah but it's just you explaining that of like going backwards with limitations and holding yourself back feels wrong hearing it but it's it's selfish in a good way exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah if you don't have the limits they're your job is gonna step over you you know if you're if you don't hold that boundary they're gonna push it what is what is it give them an inch they'll take a yard yeah and it can be for anything really anything outside of work so making those boundaries known i think is super important for helping you to not spread yourself too thin i think that's what i i'm going to need to do (laughs) i yeah it's always hard too when everything's kind of thrown at you at once but yeah especially for you everything's kind of picking up at the same time right now so Mm -hmm. how are you how are you handling right now how you doing dude I I was a little stressed out today, not going to lie. Okay. I, for work, like we had mentioned before, I do travel for work. And usually we have a couple weeks notice. Yeah. So it's kind of easier to say, okay, in two weeks, you know, I'm going to be traveling here for this long. Get, kind of get that week organized. But in this case, we only had a couple days notice. It was very last minute because of the sudden kind of mandate lift and the stage of the project that we're on. We're like, okay, this is the best move to get the most amount of progress done or whatever. (laughs) Did you all hear that? Um, I'm going to leave that in if I see (laughs) if it did. Yeah, if you can hear it, leave it in. (laughs) Um, And so we're like, okay, last minute trip. Cool, cool, cool. But um, because of my current schedule where in two weeks, I'm also going to be on a week vacation on the East Coast. I'm like, okay. She's going to Disney World without me. Listen, we invite... (laughs) Side note. Ah. Skirting. You brought it up. (laughs) You brought it up. I did. I did. I opened this can of worms. Yes. I deserve it. We wanted you to come. Listen. The flights was so expensive. And even if I wanted to... Well, I couldn't now because I'm switching jobs that same week. So Yayit could not... But yes, at the time, Claire did invite Claire and her partner invited me and my partner. And we're gonna do a little double date thing at Disney World. Yeah, it would have been so fun, but it's fine. You just hate us. It's fine. We contemplated so much. We were like stalking the flight details for. I had a notification on, and it just kept going up and up and up. Yeah, and I was crazy. like, <laughs> when Tuesday streaming down your face. I'm gonna miss those COVID airfare. F- oh, honest, prices. and with gas prices going up girl oh my gosh. traveling this summer looking real bleak i know i was like i wanted to do a road trip but with these gas <laughs> prices it's gonna be in the midwest somewhere <laughs> yep. just drive in circles <laughs> in nebraska to your left is a cornfield and to your right is a- another cornfield yeah and if you look just far enough ahead a cornfield <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly it's harvest season <laughs> 
That used to be a cornfield. Now it's just dirt. <laughs> just desert. Yeah. Desert lands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. The tangent. Uh, I, I don't even know what we're trying, trying to, to try to trying to backpedal on this tangent. Please hold. Uh, uh, you're traveling. Work next week. You're gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I've. So basically, the next two <laughs> weeks, I'm not home. I only have two days that I'm home. Mm-hmm. And because of everything last minute that happened, I had to basically fit a week and a half of work and activities into three days. <gasps> so yeah, a little stressed about that. And I think that's why this kind of triggered the, uh-oh, like, is this too much? Am I spreading myself too okay, thin? Okay, yeah. I mean... It is an obligation for work, which I totally get, you know, but at the same time, I have obligations outside of work now that I have to make sure, you know, for my other job, like, did I get scheduled for, yeah, a shift? Do I need to find cover? How am I going to find cover? Um, I'll be missing a few rehearsals for dance, which is, it stressed me out a little bit because I was like, we're now, you know, going towards competition season. We're starting set building, like all this stuff. You guys built sets? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be missing like three of those pieces that we need to learn for competition. When am I going to make that up? You know, like, so it's just been like, uh-oh. But I think at the same time, trying to find the balance because I, luckily for me, all of these things I really do enjoy doing. So it's not spreading myself too thin on things that I don't enjoy and that don't bring me happiness. Okay, yeah. Because again, I like to prioritize happiness first. Like if it's making me happy, I don't necessarily want to get rid of it. Um, but, but I don't even know where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was just asking how you're doing. Ah, I'm a little stressed. <laughs> Better say, a little stressed. TLDR, stressed. Yeah, long story longer, I am stressed. <laughs> but in a good way, I think after the next couple of weeks, you know, I'll, I'll be able to kind of reprioritize again, say, get more organized and be like, all right, we're back on track. I think this little surge of activity was like well i'm doing a lot right now am i okay with doing that much like because again i i do like to make sure that my boundaries are strict because as an introvert i lose energy very fast so i need to make sure that i have time to like recoup and everything totally yep what are what are other times where you think that you spread yourself too thin maybe maybe emotionally Oh, jeez. Frick. Because I feel like this is definitely always tied to emotion. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't think of a time that was specifically emotional other than when I was emotionally weighed down by something that was usually, actually just, yeah, almost always happening in my personal life. And I had other responsibilities that I had to push through. Mm-hmm. Like something was happening in my personal life. I was emotionally weighed down, like did not want to do anything, did not. I just wanted to like curl up in a ball and watch Netflix because I just didn't want to deal with the world. She wanted to introvert. I wanted to introvert. Yeah. But I would have like I had work that day. I had meetings to go to. Like I can't exactly blow that off. Mm-hmm. 
And this was like early pandemic days where we didn't have as many. This is before we realized, oh, like global wellness days are good for people. Yeah, <laughs> mental health, important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, gotta, you know, trying to like squish just them. Stuff that down. Exactly. Not good. Don't recommend it. Yeah, it's never good to stuff down emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was able. I can't think of a time where I was able to handle it other than just trying to block it out while I'm working or doing something else that I really needed to at the time. Not a good, not a good approach,、mm-hmm. but <laughs> the way I have handled it. Yeah. What about you? Emotional stretchings?、Mm, I think there have been some times with friendships. That I've spread myself too thin with taking on emotional burden for them. Oh, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Which, Which is, is I, I classify as being completely different from helping them emotionally and being empath- empathetic. You know, like you, you can be empathetic if your friend is going through something、mm-hmm. for sure, but taking on the burden for them. Mm-hmm. Is completely different. And, you know, everyone has things going on all the time. There's never a time where everyone's like, oh, nothing's happening in my life, you know? Everything's so, fine. Yeah. And so, there, I think growing up, I did that a lot with people, which maybe that's why it pushed me to be more introverted now. I don't know.、Um, Ooh, psychology.、Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Light bulb goes off. Can we add a little sound effect in there? Ding, ding. Is that what you think a light bulb sounds like? What is it? Is it? <laughs> I, think, I think I think of the 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 beaded cord and like old timey like light switches、What、or like for a lamp. It's like the, like、oh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> This is not just like a weird, not even ASMR because it's not satisfying. <laughs> not satisfying at all. Just very confusing to everyone.、Um, I think some people. Can take on emotions when they don't need to or don't have to.、Mm-hmm. And there were times, you know, where I had found out certain situations of a friend's living situation or a friend's drama or something like that. And I wanted to support them so badly that I would take on the emotion for them. And then I have a really hard time like compartmentalizing,、yeah. which I would be a horrible nurse. A horrible emergency medic, like I would just, <laughs> I would combust on them, which not, it would not be good. And so, because I can't compartmentalize all that all the time, and like a really bad liar, horrible poker <laughs> face, you know, like it would bleed into other parts of my life. And then, like, if I was dealing with something and someone else's thing, my emotions would just be all over the place. Right. Okay. So, I think that's. A time where I probably spread myself too thin emotionally. So, how did you counteract that? Like, you realize, okay, I'm taking on this person's burden when I don't necessarily need to, and I'm also dealing with my other things, whatever it is, and now I'm, I'm at my brink, I'm at my breaking point emotionally. What do you do? I, I think I had, th- through those experiences, I had to learn my own limits. There, I think there's a saying. It's like, if you're a giver, you need to learn your limits because takers don't have any. Shit. Okay. So for me, there was a type of 
guilt say like if I don't take on this emotional burden too then I'm not supporting them which is not true you can definitely support a friend without taking on the emotional burden for them you can empathize you can support show you like love through whatever love language they have you know whether it be like get them ice cream and watch a movie with them that night or you know give them a bunch of hugs you know like it just depends on the person yeah but saying that you're there to support them I think is just as impactful if not more impactful than just deciding to take on the burden for them mm-hmm. you, know? you know um and so through that like learning my own limits putting up boundaries in that area being again like selfish in a good way you know looking at because you need to look out for yourself too yeah so i think through a big a long learning process with that that's how i kind of started to shift and put myself first in those situations where it's like i support you i do i'm here for you but i also can't let my own mental health my own emotions decline because of it you know yeah i can't i can't break myself fixing you yeah basically yeah exactly yeah that's tough it truly is i don't think i've learned that yet (laughs) i don't think i've learned that line i want to i know it like mentally but like executing and staying strong on holding that line is tough Mm -hmm. yeah it's really tough any other one is too much too much when you're unhappy like you said i think yeah. ulti- i think what it ultimately boils down to is if you're unhappy it's too much if it's not if the cons outweigh the pros right if yeah. it's bringing you more pain and suffering than joy because you need to you need to go through hard times to get the good stuff yeah and to learn your boundaries what are your boundaries everyone's different oh that's so true yeah but the important thing is learning them mm-hmm. like once you realize oh that was a lot or this person violated whatever boundary that I didn't like this person doing this thing or I didn't like this scenario that played out so that broke that's where I should have a boundary mm-hmm. and then sticking to that mm-hmm. three key steps yeah I think a good takeaway from the question when is too much too much is well what are your boundaries and how do you set them Um, I think it's super important to have boundaries. Um, Not saying too many boundaries are good either. Yeah, you don't want to build a... You don't want to build a wall. Yeah. I was trying not to say that phrase, but yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. Yeah, you don't want to take away too many opportunities, I guess. You know, there's a good balance. And again, finding that balance is hard and everyone has their own journey with it. You know, uh, I'm still having a journey with it. Obviously, I got stressed out this week thinking I I do have a lot to do, you know, in little time. But it's I think it's an always a forever changing process because life is never the same. You never have the same conditions across the board. So when you move to a different state or you take on a different activity, you switch jobs, like you're going to have to create new boundaries for those. Make a new friend. What are the boundaries for that? You know, it's all, it's a forever learning process, but maybe I'll do that in my new job. Maybe I'll set boundaries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stick to those eight hour work days. Hell yeah. (laughs) We'll Uh, see. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Wish me luck. Please. And thanks. Yeah. (laughs) We, we all send you luck. 
Oh, that was that's a creepy way of sending light. That sounds like your demon ghost thing. Oh, true. <laughs> I thought it sounded like the TikTok. Like, if you want, you can take some of my sunshine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. With that context, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll pretend that that you thought that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll cut. We'll cut out the first one. I guess a closing question for this week is what have you identified as your patterns before you set a boundary complaining (laughs) (laughs) like like if some things i'm very vocal especially with the people i trust if i love and trust and i believe for you to support me then i'll be very vocal and i'm just again i'm an extrovert so i need a i just need to like let it all out Mm -hmm. and then i can think about it i can process it that's my way of processing right is just to like word vomit it all out and if i process if i keep venting or complaining about the same things using my friends as sounding boards or whatever and i i realize there's a pattern as to what's triggering me that's when i realize okay something's wrong Mm -hmm. but it's not i need to vocalize it i need to complain yell scream whatever it is about it and then slowly the pattern emerges where i'm like "Mm, yeah that that's kind of whack dude and then and then that hopefully ideally would be a wake-up call to okay what do i what do i need to change what do i need to limit what do i need to give more of myself or less of myself to and that sort of a thing i think Mm. what about you uh i think i start getting unmotivated oh that's a good one and i i consider myself a very self-motivated person like i've never really needed someone to push me to do things like i'll I'll take the initiative to do it myself but if you know i start i guess slacking because i've never been a slacker you know like you know at work if i'm unmotivated to finish my tasks for the day or say i haven't been unmotivated for the podcast uh, yet <laughs> Woo! we love to hear that um, but I say like if I find myself being like I don't really want to record or yeah, I don't really want to keep you know making posts or whatever or like I have to kind of force myself to do it that's kind of an indicator of so you're taking on too much you're overwhelmed in some capacity let's you know rally uh, see what's up kind of look at what lay out what you have in front of you what's not bringing you happiness what's stressing you out you know and then go from there yeah but yeah i think not being motivated is definitely an indicator for me totally like you said the ha- measuring off of objectively what brings you happiness yeah that's a nice sign mm-hmm. and motivation and and motivation no motivation. It's 1 a.m. I'm going to justify myself with that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I did learn, uh, if you haven't read uh, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes. Have you read that? Yes. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's, they have a great chapter on comparison, which I think is mm-hmm. where I got a lot of these lessons from, which is like, okay, you're comparing yourself to others. Say, if you're in a race, right? You're comparing yourself. What place did you get? Oh, I got third. Well, they got second. You know, they got first. Oh, I'm a loser. No, no, no. Why are you why are you using those metrics to compare? Mm-hmm. How far did you run? You all ran the same distance. Why don't you congratulate yourself on that? Like why don't you use that metric rather than the place you got 
you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's it's very like it alters your mind for comparison for happiness like measure happiness versus like the other things which i also think is a huge proponent of spreading yourself too thin which one looking at the metrics or measuring ha- happiness versus metrics you know like if you measure with happiness that's a huge proponent of spreading yourself too thin you know because if you're not happy about doing a bunch of like five different activities you know do three and then you'll be happy instead of being like oh i'm only doing three measuring with metrics i see you know, okay like, yeah but i'm happy only doing three that should be the metric you're looking at rather than the number of activities you're doing instead of beating yourself down that you're doing quote quote only three instead of five think wow i'm doing these three things and i'm happy about it mm-hmm. i see i see that makes sense just like a shift in view of how you're measuring life life yeah yeah money can't buy happiness it can only buy you trips to disney yeah. <laughs> it can only get you a rocket to space <laughs> yes elon just send my car up into space for fun just because i can yeah it, would you go to space if you could no same i don't understand why people would they can all go all you don't even up. want to go into the ocean true i do <gasps> would i rather go into the ocean or space Ooh. <laughs> i know my answer my answer is easy yeah yours is water oh yeah i love water i'll go i don't have what's the word you taught me this word literally right before this podcast the lassophobia the lassophobia the the fear of deep water which i have and i love love that i have it i love that i have it and i watch jaws like i think that i'm 99 sure that's what triggered it for you like watching jaws at the age of three yeah kind of will do that for you side story when i was quite a young child just a tot yes a little tater tot if you will um my mom went to the gym this gym that had a daycare center. This is obviously know. a vivid memory for Claire, too. <laughs> yeah, I would go to the daycare when she worked out. And there's one day I was the only kid there. And so I was just kind of like hanging out with the girl who was, I guess, in charge working there. And she was like, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, yeah. She's like, OK, don't tell your mom we're watching Jaws. And I was literally maybe four or five at the time. And I was just sitting there watching Jaws. And yeah, that's probably what triggered my fear of the water for sure. That'll do her. That's called childhood trauma. <laughs> we love we love how it blossoms in adulthood. Yep. Yeah. So now I can't go in the water unless I know what's beneath me. <laughs> I don't want a shark to come up and eat me. Num 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 num. Exactly. If they do, just one bite, one whole bite, I'll curl up. Then there's me. Just swallow me like a pill. <laughs> Then there's me, my epic way to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I would die high as fuck, eaten by a okay, shark. Because I would be known as the girl that was eaten whole by a shark. That's true. But I don't want to feel. I don't want to know it. So anesthesia, overdose to death, milliseconds before I get swallowed by the shark, and no one would know because I would be swallowed by the shark. So everyone else, I've been eaten by a shark, and it's epic and tragic. But realistically, I just died in my sleep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> can't relate, can't relate. Yeah. Not how I would choose to die, but like, go off. I'll support you. If I had to die in a non-conventional, ridiculous way, like ideally sleep, right? Mm-hmm. The ideal, quote, quote, ideal way to die is just passing in your sleep. Easy, no pain, no one needs to know. Mm-hmm. Easy breezy cover girl. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> this 
Please sponsor us. <laughs> but if I had to choose a ridiculous way to die, that would be mine. Okay. That's fair. Not my first choice. Come on. I'm not crazy. Mm. That crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How do we measure crazy? Hmm. How much time you got? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for our 10th episode of the Midnight Memo. We really appreciate all your support. Claire's fist bumping the air right now next to me. Lovely. If you have any suggestions of what we can talk about next week or what you would love to hear from us, reach out to us via email, themidnightmemo at gmail.com or message us on TikTok and Instagram at themidnightmemo. Please uh, follow and rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It really supports our podcast and what we're doing here and if you want to go a step further we do have a link in our description where you can donate to the podcast don't forget to follow the midnight memo on apple Podcasts and spotify so you can be notified when our next episode drops next tuesday yeah i'm so proud of us we reached 10 episodes (laughs) we're in double digits baby yeah we're really growing here growth growth we love it Thank you all for supporting us thus far, and we hope to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Hope hope this keeps bringing us happiness. Yes. As long as we're happy doing this, we will bring our midnight thoughts to you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We'll stitch it together. It's fine. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. (laughs)